Warning, the following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Taryn Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey there spooksters and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Jessica and as always I'm joined by my friend Tara. Hey spooksters. That sounded so weird to me, because don't I always say my name is Jess? I don't know. I don't know. Apparently I'm being weird today in my intro. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you say Jessica. I'm like, do I you? No I say Jessica, I but I don't know if... I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't either. They'll tell me. The listeners will tell it's me. Fine. They'll be like, you say something. <laughs> say some version of my name at some point in time. It's fine. I think it's because the majority of people call me Jess, and so when I when somebody calls me Jessica, it throws me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what did I do wrong? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we are back with another patron select. Thank you, Jennifer, for being our patron. And you picked a topic that was a little different than what I expected it to be. Mm. I was looking for a ghosty ghost and ended up with just a more gruesome type story. Ooh. So. Yeah, we will be talking about Hirasashi Ochi. Okay. And the fact that he lived for 83 days after he became the most radioactive man in the world. Wow, that must have been fucking horrific. Jesus. Yeah. So it actually didn't happen too that much long, like that long ago. It actually happened about 23 years ago in September of 1999. I was expecting you to be like 1963 or some shit. <laughs> Way back in 1963. <laughs> <laughs> it happened in September of 1999 at an Ataka nuclear plant. It was like a enrichment plant facility. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it is literally known as the worst nuclear radiation accident in Japan. Mm. Up until they had one in 2011. Mm-hmm. It was quite horrific. Yeah. So there were these three technicians, Hirasashi Ochi, Masoto Shainara, and Yukata Yukawa. And basically, they weren't necessarily the most trained individuals. And they thought that they could just speed up the last few steps of the process to meet their like shipping deadlines Mm -hmm. and basically they were making essentially fuel and because it was so bad 
It literally, oh, it was bad. Oshi was th- 35 years old at the time this happened. And basically, they just weren't measuring correctly. And they ended up putting, I believe, about seven times the amount of uranium into an improper tank. And because he was standing, like, he was the one who was, like, pouring it into mm. into the tank. Oh, my God. It basically, from what I've read, he was standing directly <gasps> over a vessel as gamma rays floated into the room. Oh, my God. Like, when I first read it, I was like, so he turned into the Hulk. <laughs> gamma rays? No. They actually had to evacuate the towns around mm-hmm. and they had to obviously evacuate the plant because this had this was bad. So they basically were like, okay, they're going to take him to a special radiation ward at the at the University Hospital in Tokyo and basically it's not it's not good. His skin melted off. Oh my god. Ew. All right. Do you remember when we were kids and there was that like little short on Nickelodeon called the, like the Inside Out Boy who like uh-huh. went all the way around on the swing set? Kind of the same. Oh, fuck. and apparently, if your skin melts off, you don't necessarily like most of your skin melts off. You don't apparently die. Oh my god! And he was like constantly just like. His body was, like, leaking, and apparently when he would cry, it wasn't actual, like, tears that would come out. It was his blood. Oh, my God. I'd be like, just just fucking put some air in this IV and kill me. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Smother me. Something. Oh, my God. <laughs> I saw the fucking picture. Uh, no. I don't recommend you Googling this, people. Yeah, this will not live on my TikTok. This can stay in three spook girls land. <laughs> So I would think that if you were in this bad of shape, that you wouldn't be able to be kept alive. Unfortunately for Auchi, he was kept alive for 83 days. Why? Oh, my God. I don't know. That's almost three fucking months. Sorry, that's almost three months. Right? And apparently during this time would like regularly like flatline. Mm-hmm. and like have heart attacks and so finally on the 83rd day he actually like had a heart attack and succumbed to it oh my god it's just it's crazy that is crazy holy shit and this wasn't like the first time this place had like erupted <gasps> yeah it's just it was just bad Oof. so we'll go into how the event happened mm-hmm. so basically it was him and the two other guys and they were using like an auto pump to like mix 5.3 pounds of enriched uranium with nitric acid. Wow. Oh no, that's how sorry, that's how much they were supposed to use. Mm. Three point or five point three. Mm-hmm. But instead, by hand, they poured in 35 pounds <gasps> of it into steel buckets. Oh my god. And then they started this process at 10 a.m. And by 10.30, it had reached critical mass. Mm. The room, they said, exploded in a blue flash that confirmed the nuclear chain reaction had occurred. And basically, at this point, was leaking lethal dosages of radiation all around them. Mm. The other two would survive. 
I don't know how to say this word. I believe it's called Sirvats, which is the measurement of like radiation you get. If you know how to say it, guys, you know I'm bad at this shit. Mm-hmm. Technically, like seven is considered lethal. The other two were exposed to 10, and Ochi was exposed to 17. <gasps> oh my God. And it's interesting because, like, when I was Googling it, it was like one of the questions was, did he suffer? And yes, he was in immediate pain and could barely breathe. And when he arrived at the hospital, he was like throwing up violently and he was falling in and out of consciousness. And, like, his burns covered his whole body. Like, his whole body. Yeah. He actually didn't have any white cells, and his immunity was gone. Mm. It, like, instantly sapped him. And so, the reason why he was kept alive is they basically, like, tried to, like, pres- like wrap him to, like, prevent infection from his internal organs. And when he was transferred to the University of Tokyo, they were starting stem cell test it like Mm -hmm. to be tested and so i think that was kind of what they were doing his first week he underwent countless skin grafts and blood fusions he had to have cell transplants because he had zero white blood cells and they were using stem cell and they were just really trying to like generate him to have new blood because his blood was so saturated with levels But, like, the thing that I keep thinking about is how are these doctors, like, really treating him? Mm -hmm. Because, like, they have to be, like, in complete hazmat suits. So, basically, they just kept trying and they kept doing skin grafts and they just kept working on him to try to, like, rebuild. And they were basically, like, using his sister, his sister's, like, stem cells because same Mm -hmm. DNA. He was just in a lot of pain. And in fact, at one point in time, he has told them, I can't take it anymore. I'm not your guinea pig. But his family was being insistent that the doctors do everything that they could to Mm. save him. And it's just hard all around because it's like they obviously don't want to lose their family member. But it's like he's he's saying these things. So it's just it's tough because I'm sure like to give them the benefit of the doubt, they're probably just like, oh, he's just saying this because he's, you know, suffering. But if he can get through it, you know, mm-hmm. that's what I would hope anyways. I mean, I think that's true. I think like, I'm not compared, like, I've never gotten through anything like that horrific ever, ever. Mm-hmm. But I know that like, sometimes when you're in pain, and you like, you think in that moment, this is the worst this is going to be in my life, like I'm in so much pain. Mm-hmm. And then you get through it. And then you're like, okay, I can live it. I can live through it. But the truth is, is it's like, it's frightening. Yeah. So his family kept pushing. The problem was, is every time they would do skin grafts because of the radiation poisoning, the skin would just, for lack of a better word, melt off again. Mm. Mm -hmm. And then he, like I said, he started having heart attacks and there was increasing brain damage. And it just took, like, a really long time. And on December 21st, 1999, he had a heart attack that caused multiple organ failure. And that allowed him to, like, finally be at peace. Mm -hmm. After this, 310,000 villagers in the area had to stay inside. And they had to check at least 10,000 people to see if they had radiation and there were more than 600 600 people with low levels. Mm -hmm. His colleagues that didn't die immediately, Masoto, 
Mm-hmm. He spent seven months, but ultimately the stem the stem cell fusions transfusions worked for him, and he was able to recover. Mm-hmm. But he would die in two thousand mm-hmm. a year, a little over a year later. He mm-hmm. died of lung and liver failure. Oof. Mm-hmm. We talked about there was a third person, Yokoawa, and he didn't really receive as as much, but he only suffered like minor radiation sickness and he survived. But he did end up facing criminal charges for n- negligence. Mm-hmm. And the company would actually end up having to pay $121 million to settle claims. It was kind of like a really tragic. Mm-hmm. Now, I did look online to see if I could find anything about it being like haunted. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find anything about like him haunting. But we're going to talk about someone who deserves to haunt someone. Fuck for Is this real. Because like, yeah. I mean, 83 days. Fuck that. Oh, my God. I'm just, I was going to make a Kim Kardashian joke. I'm like, that was more than her second marriage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's crazy to think about the fact that, like, I mean, it goes on to, like, whether or not he was, obviously, they didn't find him an in-sound mind mm-hmm. to make decisions for himself mm-hmm. and his family. And that's kind of hard because I feel like he was saying very specifically what he wanted. Yeah. With that, we're going to go ahead and wrap this episode up. Thank you again, Jennifer, for being a patron. We really Mm -hmm. appreciate you supporting the show and suggesting this. I didn't know this story, so it was kind of like I got to learn something. But it was just very tragic. Yeah, for sure. If you want to help support the show like Jennifer does, go to patreon.com backslash three spooked girls or hit the link in the show notes below. And you can Starting at our ten dollar tier, you get an edit, you get an episode dedicated to you. With that, we're gonna go ahead and say goodbye, and we will see you on Monday. Bye, Bye guys. <laughs>